Hi, I'm Neil. I'm Veronica. We fell in love when we were 16. And here we are talking about what life is all about for us. Thank you for joining us. This is a Life Is Podcast with Neil and Veronica. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Life Is with Neil and Veronica. And for those of you who may be new, welcome. Um, our conversations are usually taking place and organically come from where we are sitting in the kitchen late at night after our kids go to sleep or if we're, you know, passing by at lunchtime together. But while we're recording this episode, it's actually summertime. So our conversation was actually taking place outside in our backyard, enjoying some sunshine together. And as soon as I mentioned something in this conversation, I saw the light in Veronica's eyes just come through and she said, yes, why aren't we recording this right now? Um, but we can't, of course, you know, live with cameras 24 seven. So here we are. And today's episode, what we would love to talk about is life is keeping promises to yourself. Where this conversation started was talking about self-confidence and where it comes from and what it truly means. And for me and from, from my journey and in my learning, self-confidence isn't your accomplishments. It isn't your, um, you know, your status at your job. It isn't where you live. It has nothing to do with, you know, what school you went to. None of that is part of self-confidence or should be part of self-confidence. What it actually means and where self-confidence comes from is when you keep a promise to yourself. And I go back to the example, and we've touched on this now that we've, you know, come uh, past the one year anniversary of Veronica's health journey. And I looked at her and I said, like, how did you feel when you decided that you were going to go all in from an inside and then to the outside of your health journey. And you kept those promises to yourself each and every day, day in, day out um, for an extended period of time. And you still keep those promises to yourself on this journey uh, along the way. And, and you can feel, um, I think I can say this for you, but I would love to hear from you, the self-confidence that that came from that when you kept those promises to yourself and if you are uh, uh, following Veronica in any shape or form, she put it out there to the world, in her world, um, that she was doing this, um, that she was on this journey. She was doing certain things, whether it was, you know, um, her the, the food that she chose to eliminate, whether it was what she was doing to move her body, whatever it was, she was putting it out there. And it didn't really matter who saw it, who responded, who whatnot, but it was just a way for her to put that out there to keep herself accountable when she was trying to keep that promise to herself. So I'll turn it over to Veronica as we move into this uh, topic of life is keeping promises to yourself. It's such a powerful one. And I'm so glad that you said that. And it's definitely as soon as you said it, I went, Oh my goodness. And I was like, yes, we have to talk about this. So there's a lot that's embedded in that. There's a lot that's embedded in everything that you just mentioned. And you know, when I'm talking about myself and my own journey and things, and even the level of confidence, I grew up 
the majority of my life with very, very low self-confidence and self-esteem because, and I was mentioning this to Neil, is that I feel like everyone around me was constantly trying to change me and um, like things that I felt like sometimes I couldn't even control. So, I mean, I'm Asian. I have like an eight and a half to nine size shoe size like a foot. Okay. So, um, typically, you know, I mean, not to like stereotype or overgeneralize, but usually people of like Asian stature, I feel like are tinier. They're either like more pale than I am. Um, so having an eight and a half to size to a size nine foot is like not very common. I don't know if it is now, but it wasn't. So growing up, um, you know, my mom like just being around, I think like the culture and like the differences and things like that, like my feet were even considered too big. And like, that is nothing that I could even do to change. Right. And actually here I go again with seeing like a meme and a quote and whatever, but this one really struck me because there was, you know, it started with an image and it said, if the shoe doesn't fit and I'm like, okay, we've heard this before. Right if the shoe doesn't fit. So I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm swiping. What do you have to say to me? (laughs) So it said, if the shoe doesn't fit, we don't actually get mad at our feet or upset with our feet. We blame the shoe and we just get a different shoe, right? I don't think I've ever actually, I mean, I talked about my foot size there and just like how it was like an indication that I'm not super tiny. I've never been super tiny. Um, and that was always a thing is that like, you know, it was always like diet after diet after diet, trimming down, doing all these things that there was these messages embedded constantly that like, I was never good enough. I was never beautiful enough. I was never tiny enough. I was never pale enough. Like, I don't know. There's all of these different things that we talked about in the other podcast about admiring your own beauty. Because really, nobody should have a say on that but yourself. So anyways, I said, like, we don't usually get mad at the shoe. We just find another shoe. We're like, okay, that doesn't fit. You just find another size. But if something clothing-wise doesn't fit, typically that can be pretty upsetting. And then we get mad at ourselves and we're like, we're too big. We're too this. We're not enough of that. Um, and so that was something that really struck me, but you know, when we had met Neil, that's when I started hearing more messages that I could be loved, that you saw something in me, that you saw beauty in me that I absolutely never saw in myself. Um, because there were constant messages from so many different sources that I wasn't beautiful. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't wanted you know, like all of those things. And so the biggest thing about that whole, like this whole health journey that I was on when I made a promise to myself that I was healing from the inside out, there were enough check engine lights going off for my body. I was over it. I was scared to be honest. And, you know, as a mom, you know, we said this sometimes in another podcast is sometimes like you have to hop onto a goal because it's going to impact somebody else. So sometimes I feel like as a parent, you feel like this responsibility that now, okay, 
I'm taking my health seriously because I want to live the longest life, not only for myself, but for my kids and for my family. And so I said, enough is enough. It's time. And I was a yo-yo dieter. Like, I feel like honestly, everything that was out there, you know, I would have like a giant stock size pot of soup made for me to the point where like, I never wanted to see a vegetable ever again in my life because I was told to eat vegetable soup for like days on end. But anyways, so I said to myself, I'm doing this, I'm doing it for me and I'm going to heal from the inside out. And I did, I put it out there, you know, there was like, there were amazing people in this journey that helped me that you finally like, you know, you connect with. So Emily was a huge part of that journey. And she had a community that was lifting me up that I've never felt that before, that they were really invested in cheering me on. And this is kind of like the narrative of a lot of our podcasts that we talk about. And what's really amazing is number one is saying those goals out loud. We just had a call tonight and Glenn reminded me, right? Say those goals out loud. Then you start hearing them and you start feeling them and you start believing them and you start acting on them. And so said it out loud. And I, you know, Neil, I said to you, like, if you would have told me at the beginning of my health journey that this would have been the outcome, I probably would have laughed at you and said, there's no way I've been trying like my entire life, but I shifted my focus. I made a promise to myself. And that is when my confidence skyrocketed because I was working on things that no one could take away from me because I wanted to do it for me. And so I did feel that like, I don't give a bleep like anymore because I just like for the first time in a long time, I felt like I would actually look in the mirror and be like, I actually like what I see now. And it's not about what's on the outside. It's not about being superficial, but it is about that feeling that kind of stems like from within. So it did start with a promise to myself. There's different promises, you know, that you can make to yourself. Um, it doesn't always have to be like with health and, you know, we'll probably loop back to myself, my health and my wealth, but a promise I feel like is something that when from a very young age, we're taught like that's serious. Like when you use that P word, that is some serious stuff, right? And so we usually also growing up are always making promises outwardly to those around us, but we're really not taught, at least for me from a young age, that you do need to make promises to yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, when I first heard the concept of you grow or build your self-confidence by keeping the promises that you make to yourself, it really was an eye-opener in a sense of like, wow, that it, like when you think about the times when you felt the most confident that you were doing, you know, certain things or certain habits or certain uh, choices that you wanted to do and that you didn't let other people influence you like to to eat a certain way or to do a certain thing or to stay out a, a certain amount of time because you were gonna like like late because you were gonna miss sleep or whatever it was for for me or the person that was going through it and i think about you know i'll recommend one book like in regards to this it's not necessarily all about this but you know 
the book Atomic Habits, a very popular book, I'm sure a majority, if not a lot of people have heard about it. And it goes into talking about, you know, doing the little things, you know, getting 1% better every day. But what really stood out to me, and I've heard the author talk about this a lot is, you know, the term fake it until you make it gets thrown out a lot, right? And it's really not what you want to do or like what you should convince yourself you should be doing because what you what he says and and what goes along with keeping promises to yourself to build your self-confidence is every time that you do something that you are working towards it's you can consider it to be a vote for the person that you want to be right and so you don't necessarily have to do everything to get to that point, but you just have to put enough votes in the right direction for the person that you want to be or that you're working towards for it to build momentum, for it to build towards ultimately you getting to a point where that's just who you are. And, and so, you know, I think about like keeping promises to yourself that it just really goes to making yourself feel like you're you're giving like you you're doing what you deserve right like and like you said it doesn't have to be health related it could be anything it could be work related it could be family related but whatever it is that you're choosing to do um and you say you're going to do that will just help you build your self-confidence and they also talk about you know doing you know the little things that's why you'll hear so many people talk about you know, making your bed every morning or whatever it is, it is like those little things that you do is because if you're doing those little things day in, day out, it's just, you know, a way to say like, I'm keeping that promise to myself that I'm going to do all the little things and it builds into bigger things. And so um, if you haven't had a chance to read that book, I highly recommend it. If this is something that interests you, that's okay. I always give Veronica, if you haven't seen her face, she, she is the person that will tell you she doesn't um, have the attention to read a book, let's say. She loves the information. And that's actually probably the genesis of a lot of these conversations. Uh, if you go back to when we originally started this podcast, it came from me sharing a lot of the information that I read so that she can pick up on things that I think she would find interesting. So she doesn't necessarily have to read uh, a 300 page book. So. I'll just give her the, the Cole's notes versions uh, and then we just talk about it. You're my mobilizer. That really helps <laughs> because I'm the one that reads the same sentence over and over again. You know, something that you said made me think like we are worth making a promise to ourselves. We're worthy of those promises to ourselves um, because it's not something that typically I would have done before. And I never thought about that though. The fake it till you make it. You're right. Like, why are we giving ourselves that narrative that we are, that we're not real, that what we're doing isn't real. We might not be great at it, but that doesn't mean it's fake, right? There's effort there. There's something that you're trying. You're trying to be better. You might not be at your goal or where you want to be yet, but that doesn't mean you're fake. Oh, I don't like that at all. Now you said Where, it, and I'm like, oh. are you gonna? Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna throw it in? You throw it in the garbage? Do it. 
fake the fake it till you make it and we'll throw it in the life is garbage you know there's you know a lot from our original first few episodes we haven't done it in a while uh i know veronica wants to eventually build a life is suitcase of positive things but we usually end up on a lot of things that we don't want to talk about anymore or that we want to just get rid of from our vocabulary from the words that we use from your mindset whatever it is um if you can get rid of it then you can build on the things that you should be doing uh or should be thinking about um so i know there's a lot in the garbage but that's okay i'm really annoyed at that one in this moment to be honest i have all the feels about it because i'm like when when do you make it when do you decide that you've made it and then when you've made it well then what is your saying <laughs> like then what do you do Neil's shrugging. You should see like his I'm most saying, they don't, like, like <laughs> it's it's just one of those popular terms for whatever reason, you know, people use to trick their minds to convince themselves that they're gonna get there by doing this thing that and you know, obviously it has to go along with a lot of the imposter syndrome, right? Where we feel like we're not worthy of what we're doing. But again, you can overcome that by just knowing if you say you're gonna do something and you do it um then you know you don't have to feel like an imposter you're keeping that promise to yourself and you build your self-confidence and you know there's experts out there that talk about like you know how do you start keeping promises to yourself well you you know you start small right and they say like i'm gonna get up and get a glass of water and then you get up and do it right and it's those little things that like you don't necessarily have to make it a big scary thing that you have to work towards. You can start little, um, but you know, if you say you're going to do something, then just go do it. And that builds that confidence that builds that, you know, mindset of I'm worthy of the things that I want to do for myself. I'm thinking about how okay. annoyed I am <laughs> still about faking it, but it's true. Like, Oh yeah. And the whole imposter syndrome thing, there is that too. There's so much of that, especially when you, you know, sometimes start something new. Um, sometimes you're starting a new role or you're with like new people. Oh, I had a thought about the fake it till you make it. What was it? It was just basically like, who says like, we're not good enough though, or we're not doing like a good enough job. Or it's, well, you know what it is? This is what I was thinking of. I was just saying how much, how annoyed I am at, at like the fake it, but it's the fake protective mechanisms that we think we're saying, right? Like sometimes I think you say, oh, fake it till you make it. Cause like you're trying to protect yourself. Like if I actually fail, it's okay. Cause I put it out there that I said, I'm faking it already anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Yep. hundred percent. It's, it's something where, you know, it's the safe thing to say, or it's, you know, you know, it's not um, challenging yourself enough or it's really not being true to like what you're actually doing and being proud that you're just taking steps in the right direction. And really it doesn't matter. Well, it shouldn't matter. I'm, of course it does matter to those, per that person. That's why they're saying that term, but hopefully they get to a point where they realize it doesn't matter where you end up at the end of the make it part it's just the fact that you are taking a step in the right direction to make it somewhere to better yourself 
better whatever you know thing you're trying to add to your life and you don't have to or you can hopefully get over the fact of protecting yourself by saying that you're faking it like we're saying right and mm-hmm. it's true like i think that not a lot of people realize how detrimental to your um mental and emotional health something like that can be and if you've heard previous episodes you know that we always talk about the importance of words and that words matter whether it's to yourself whether it's to you know young lives your kids people around you whether it's to your partner anything words matter you know one word can change the whole connotation or meaning behind it and this is just another one of those examples that you just can't keep using even though it's probably been thrown around so much that it just we don't actually realize how detrimental it is mhm so if you're using fake it till you make it from an internal perspective then no, I think, you know, for me, it's like, I'm trying, right? That's the difference. And we're growing and we're trying to get better. But if you feel like fake it till you make it has to do with like your environment or the people that you are around, I think that's a big one too. And that's something that you've mentioned is you need to repot yourself, you know, and find people where you can be who you are. You don't have to quiet yourself. You don't have to change yourself. You don't have to chameleon yourself in, um, you know, like we're the first to say that usually when there's like a trend or something happening, we're running in like the opposite direction. We're like, no, thanks. We'll just do, we'll just do something else. Um, but yeah, the whole, like making a promise to yourself and keeping it and knowing that you're worthy of that and just writing it down. And like you said, it doesn't have to be enormous. We say, I feel like this is like a, a common thread, a common narrative that we usually have too, is that we always say, start small. I believe the term community. that you like to say is dip your toe in the water, right? <laughs> you don't have to cannonball, you don't have to dive in, but just dip your toe in the water, get used to the temperature, all those things that you could think about. And, and yeah, and, and the word that we like to use or that we've started to use for, you know, what we maybe think about when making decisions is contrarian, right? Um, if there is a popular trend, we, we tend to go the other direction for a lot of different things. And that's just, you know, how we want to, how we've decided to live our lives and, and to know that, especially if it's con- contrary to popular uh, choices, but we know that the decision we're making is again, what's best for our family or best for us. So yeah. Okay. Well, we've got that in the garbage. Um, that's great. <laughs> we know that how, we know how upset that's made Veronica. So, you know, we won't use it anymore. Um, and we do know like the importance of keeping promise to yourself. And I know that Veronica has, you know, that most recent past year of, of feeling that. And so, you know, I really hope that um, you can see, again, the importance of the words, right? That when you keep promises and even Veronica touched on it, like we grew up with 
And I think a lot of people grew up with, you know, promises to other people meant much more than a promise you made to yourself. And I think it's almost time to reverse that where, you know, we need to, again, prioritize and, and it's thrown out there a lot. Like you need to take care of yourself first, right. And all that. And it goes back to what Veronica said, where, um, you know, if you're just starting out, find somebody else to build that on, but bring it back to you eventually. And those promises build up to yourself. Um, so I know Veronica has a thought, so I'll, I'll pass it back to her before she loses it. No, I think I'm going to keep this one though. It's there, but it's a promise that, so here's a recent promise that I made to myself. So I will make this really practical because sometimes we're like, you know, love yourself and do all this great stuff and yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, you know, I know that I need to be really practical for myself too. We've talked about how every day, like things can feel really overwhelming. So write down three things. And I always use the example of like cleaning the basement is not one thing. That's like 500 things. So don't write something like that down. So write three promises that you're going to make to yourself or start with one. Okay. So here's one and something that you had talked to me. Okay. It's probably no secret by now. Like I need to reset my circadian rhythm. Okay. Those that know me know that I stay up far too late. And sleep is something that I've been trying to work on. In theory, I'm all about sleep hygiene. I'm all about the knowledge and the theory behind sleep hygiene and how it's so great for our functioning and our mental health. And, you know, and it is honestly, like, I think the last piece of my health puzzle, I probably mentioned this, like, this is a promise that I need to make for myself. Okay. So I'm putting it out there right now. This is the thing. Tell people, tell somebody you know, if you need to write it down for yourself and hold yourself accountable, you can start there. But what worked for me is telling other people. So now I'm telling all of you lifers out there. So, okay, here's a promise that I'm trying to make to myself. Neil says, morning sun is great. And to be honest, I love morning sun. My body loves morning sun. If you put me out at like 12 PM or 4 PM, or like, <laughs> we have this running joke that like, there's certain temperatures that I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> There's a small little, you know, temperature range that I'm like very, very happy in. <laughs> and then other than that, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to. So morning sun for me, uh, I feel like I can feel it now. So sometimes that's like five minutes. I don't know what the, the what the actual science is behind it, but I'm trying to build in more of morning sun. So I have a really bad habit of, and again, there's probably lots of science and stuff behind this. Like don't look at your screen before you go to bed or before you wake up. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, you have to wake up to look at your screen, <laughs> but like the, the first the moment you wake up. Yes. We knew what you yeah. meant. It's okay. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying. So this is me though. I literally like the second I open my eyeballs. Okay. Even before that though, legit. Okay. I wake up. My hand is probably on my phone even before I open my eyeballs. Like I'm not going to lie. Terrible habit. So I'm trying to fix this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to get more morning sun. So this weekend, Sarah said to me, I don't know where she heard it. I love alliterations. I love things that rhyme. I love 
jingles, you know, make a song, make a commercial song out of it if you have to. These are the things that stick with me. Okay. So she says to me, okay, I had to think about this so I get it right before I tell everybody. Sky before screen. How brilliant is that? Although I forgot and I said, Sarah, did you say sky before Wi-Fi? Because things that rhyme, again, that's where my brain goes. So I'm trying to make that promise to myself is that I need to wake up because here's the thing. I wake up and I'm like panicking and I feel like I have a million things to do before I get to my first meeting of the day. I feel like I haven't even like brushed my teeth properly. It's okay. Don't be afraid. I do have very good hygiene. It's fine. But like, (laughs) but I have that pit in my stomach that I'm already behind for the day. So Neil says, you know what? You need to take care of your needs before you touch your phone. So, you know, that means like making breakfast, getting like five minutes of sky time, like whatever. So here's a promise that I'm making to myself is the whole sky before Wi-Fi. I don't know which one I like better, sky before Wi-Fi or sky before screen. Either way. Whatever sticks in your brain, I think, (laughs) you know, whatever one you can use to keep that promise to yourself, right? And you can say, yep, I did sky before and whatever one you want to use. Because, yes, I have said that the most important way to start your day to feel like you're in control and that the day is not controlling you is that you need to do something for yourself before you do anything for anybody else or you're controlled by notifications or you're controlled by your responsibilities of your family or you're controlled by a work meeting, whatever it is, right? And start small. You know, for me, I I have to wake up earlier than the, the kids because that's how I get my control. Uh, I will be the first to tell you I hate waking up early. Like if I had to choose, I wouldn't do it, but I just know that I have to do it to be able to start the day being in control because, you know, throughout the pandemic, um, you know, there's some bad memories of being out of control and how that was done because I wasn't, um, you know, starting off the day right. So I've made that change. And I think that you don't necessarily, you know, the experts out there or the people out there they'll throw out a time they'll say like 5 a.m or 5 don't don't listen to that okay be your own expert right be an expert in your life okay so if you love 12 p.m sun i guess do it yeah i hate it But I'm just, but I would also just say like, if in this example, like you want to get out there and have some time to yourself to have the control of the day in your hands, right? Just start like 20 minutes earlier. Don't like pick this, you know, arbitrary 5 a.m. time because that's not going to be, it's not a promise that is very fair for yourself to keep. Start with a promise that you know that you should be able to keep that's still challenging in a sense of like something you don't want to do if we're talking about this example, but um, you know, don't, don't follow what everybody else says you have to do, you know, do something that you know that works for you. I love that you just said, be fair to yourself because we are the first to be the most unfair. 
I had to think about that. Well, we are. It's true. You think about like, again, I'll give, I'll give a quick example before we, we wrap up this episode, but we, we, we've gone through the exercise or I'm sure a lot of you have gone through the exercise of where we think about what we say to ourselves and how we would never say that to anybody else in our lives. Right. So when we're talking about the promises that we want to keep to ourselves, yes, we want them to be a vote for who we want to be. Yes. We want them to be somewhat of a, a challenge to grow ourselves, but also make it fair so that you are able to, again, make progress in that journey of who you want to be. You, you pointed saw at my me. Phone. Yeah, I saw you. <laughs> well, I, it just, it's along the same like narrative too, but when we make a promise to others, we would like do everything that we can in our power to keep that. But, you know, sometimes when we try to, it might not even be a promise to ourselves. It might just be like a change or trying to commit to something, which I mean, maybe they're synonymous, but sometimes there is that spectrum of like, ooh, you hear the word promise, you're like, that's some serious stuff. But we would so quickly break that. And I think sometimes also we want to see results super fast. But it's like, it took so long to get to a certain point. And yeah, I mean, we're really impatient. I said that before, like, you know, we talked about 500 miles and I'm like, I'm not walking. I want to get on a plane and I wanted to get on a plane yesterday. Like, no, I don't have the time for that, you know, because we've just been embedded. I feel like in society that like everything should be super zippity fast. And, you know, if anything takes longer than, I don't know, whatever X amount of time, is that it might not be worth it, but no, it is worth it. You would have kept that promise to somebody else. So, you know, it's time to give yourself that same commitment and not only be fair to yourself and what you're setting for yourself, be fair to yourself in actually keeping that promise. 100%. I agree. So I really hope that there was something in there that you need to hear that you can take away um, and I really hope that there was a sometimes that made you laugh uh, throughout this episode where we talked about life is keeping promises to yourself. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you uh, for helping us to come up with these topics because it really, again, helps us grow and uh, really connect uh, on a certain level and lots of different topics. So thank you, as always, for joining us. And just remember, life is more beautiful with you. And we will talk with you all again next time.